millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you can already speak and understand English relatively well, but you struggle to have interesting conversations with people, then this episode is for you. I'm going to share a few simple tactics that will help you to make even the most basic conversations more interesting. So let's not waste any time, my friend. We are going to get right into it. I'm about to play a short clip from an interview with the entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk and the podcaster Chris Paff. Now, this interview is very conversational, so it'll serve as the perfect example of what you can do the next time you're in a conversation with someone you just met and you want to get to know them a little better by making some small talk. Let's check it out. So let me, you know, what I do on this is I usually go through people's stories, right? I know we have Let's a limited amount of time and, yep. and I know you've talked about it a lot, so I want to try to kind of get through it quick, but uh, you grew up in Belarus. Yes. Okay. You grew up in Belarus. Now, although this technically isn't a question, Chris is essentially asking for confirmation of something. It's a statement that solicits a yes or a no and nothing more. Now, when you're making small talk with people, it's best to avoid simple yes or no questions, unless you plan to follow up with something else, as we're about to see here. Uh, you grew up in Belarus. Yes. How old were you when you moved? Three. Okay. How old were you when you moved? Three. It's another question that requires a simple and direct answer. However, Chris was using those questions to lead into something deeper. And Gary immediately takes the opportunity to go deeper without even needing Chris's direction. You grew up in Belarus. Yes. How old were you when you moved? Three. So you so don't I really, really I didn't really grow I was born in Belarus. Got it. I grew up in, you know, I really grew up in Edison, New Jersey. I spent a little time in Queens yep. when we first came to America. Studio apartment, similar to the room we're in right now. Yep. A lot of family members. Some real ghetto shit. Uh-huh. Uh, but where I really made my hay and like really became... Like where I grew up was Edison, Jersey, which was great in the eighties, like super diverse, lots of like everything, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Asian and brown and black and white. And it was really, really cool that way. Um, it was the eighties, so everybody was outside. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was six, I ate breakfast, I went outside at eight thirty nine, mm-hmm. I came home for lunch, I went back outside, I came home at seven. Uh-huh. Like and we were out. All right, notice how Gary isn't just giving the generic I'm from this place answer. 
He's actually using his words to paint a picture of the early days of his life. He talks about his first apartment in America and how small it was, the time period in which he grew up, which was the 80s, the diversity of his neighborhood, right? There was black and white and brown and yellow, etc. And what he did on a daily basis as a kid. He woke up, he ate breakfast and spent the entire day in the streets. In other words, he's giving Chris something to work with. Even if someone asks you a straightforward question that doesn't require a complex answer, consider giving more detail than you normally would. Because remember, this person most likely doesn't know anything about you. So if you don't give them some interesting information to work with, it'll be hard for them to want to know more, which means they'll lose interest in you and the conversation will quickly die. So the next time you're making small talk with someone and they ask you where you're from, tell them more than just the name of your city and country. Try to paint a picture of what it was like growing up there or what you did as a kid or what your city or country is most known for and why somebody might want to visit. Anything, really. But you have to give them something of interest if you want them to remain interested. So when you share things like the ones I've just mentioned, it gives your listener the opportunity to ask more questions and make more statements, meaning the conversation can continue to flow easily. And when you simply say, I'm from this place and nothing more, how is someone supposed to respond to that? Oh, okay. That's nice, right? It's not a very interesting conversation, my friend. When I was six, I ate breakfast. I went outside at 8.39. Mm -hmm. I came home for lunch. I went back outside. I came home at 7. Uh -huh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like, and we were out. And what were you doing? Like, did you ever, like, were you, did you, I know you're into basketball. Like, did you play basketball? Like, what was your basketball life like? Basketball came later. Uh All right, so let's remember that Gary just finished describing a bit of what it was like growing up in New Jersey in the 80s. And Chris immediately asks a follow-up question so that he can get an even better understanding of what Gary was like as a kid. In other words, he's found an opportunity to say, tell me more about that. A very simple yet effective way to make even the most mundane small talk more interesting is by listening carefully for bits of information that could be explored in more detail. Most people don't do this because most people aren't actually listening when they have a conversation with someone. So in this case, Gary says that he left the house at around 8.30 in the morning and he didn't come home until about 7 p.m. That's a fairly basic bit of information that's easy to understand. But Chris immediately recognizes the opportunity to go a bit deeper. And he asks, what were you doing? 
what was your life like? This is a simple and open-ended question that could be answered in a number of ways. Now, many people would say something like, I played sports, I hung out with my friends, I watched cartoons, stuff like that, and then wait for the other person to ask another question. But listen to how Gary responds. I went back outside. I came home at seven. Uh-huh. Like, and we were out. And what were you doing? Like, did you ever, like, were you, did you, I know you're into basketball. Like, did you play basketball? Like, what was your basketball life like? Basketball came later. Uh, a lot of Nerf football, a lot of wiffle ball, yep. a lot of wall ball, a lot of tennis for that kind of shit. But, mm-hmm. but you know, as I like t- to tell it and like the friends that have, were around back then, I was forced to, like we did Olympics, we played Spud, which was this weird game where you'd hit the ball on the ground. But like we did kid stuff, mm-hmm. but man, we did a lot of business, like a lot of lemonade stand, a lot of like raking people's, you know, like yeah. leaves, a lot of selling flowers, a lot of like baseball cards like just a like i've i've been addicted to the game of entrepreneurship from the get yeah. um so i would say 50 percent of the time it was some cockamanian business thing yeah. and 50 percent of the time of that other 50 like wiffle ball and football were yeah. way up there and was that all like the other kids were doing that too doing the the young hustler stuff i was making them you were the, okay got it. i was definitely the force and this is what have you ever wrapped your head around like What drove you to go that direction? All right, so Chris expertly finds another opportunity to say, tell me more about that. You must not underestimate the power of this simple statement. A lot of people love it when someone else takes interest in them because it almost never happens in our daily lives. So if you can be one of the rare individuals that actually shows interest in other people, those people will usually tell you much more about themselves than you could ever imagine. And once you learn when and how to apply the tell me more about that technique in conversations, you will be able to keep people talking for hours. So listen to how Gary responds. And was that all like the other kids were doing that too, doing the the young hustler stuff? I was making them. You were the, okay. Got it. I was definitely the force. And this is what have you ever wrapped your head around like what drove you to go that direction? DNA. Yeah. Like just the same way somebody's like starts fucking drawing at six and never stops. Yep. Right. Like the same reason somebody just starts singing and never stops. Yep. Or, you know, I, I think there's a small group of people call it three to 20 percent of people who are just deeply passionate about like their thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's even less, maybe 10 percent of people who are just like, I'm incapable of being anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lucky. I, I, and I hate the word luck, but like. I'm living through a time where entrepreneurship is cool. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a businessman in 1974, like, you know, the Knicks players don't think you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, in 1983, like, Russell Simmons doesn't think, like, the the CEO of IBM is the fucking shit. Yeah. You know, like, that's just not how it was. So what's been really crazy for me is, like, I lived a life. I was 30 years old, like... I was 34 years old before I made one business video in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'd already built a business. My family's like a store business. Like I'd already, like I lived a life. Mm-hmm. I was 34. Mm-hmm. I lived a life before all this shit started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and just watching entrepreneurship be put on a pedestal is exciting and also scary. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that the number one, one of the number one fears I have is too many kids want to be an entrepreneur even though they're not. Yeah. So not only is Gary giving Chris lots of interesting information to work with, but he's also displaying an incredible amount of self-knowledge. 
He gives me the impression that he's someone who is very self-aware and he's actually spent time reflecting on himself and the life he's lived up to this point, which is what makes it so easy for him to answer these deeper questions in so much detail. So one tip I have for you here is to get to know yourself very, very well. The better you know and accept yourself and your life story, the easier it will be to share it with other people in conversation. And the more you're able to share your life story with other people, the easier it will be for people to know you, like you, and trust you. Now, this doesn't mean that you should talk about yourself and only yourself. In fact, that's a horrible idea. And unfortunately, what most people do, which is what makes them so boring. But what it does mean is that when it is your turn to talk about yourself, don't be shy. Share yourself unashamedly. Now, of course, not everyone is going to like you or accept you, but it'll be impossible to connect with the right people if you're not letting people get to know you. So how can you get to know yourself? Well, one simple thing you can start doing is writing in a journal or recording a podcast, even if you never publish it. The point is that you can practice answering the most common questions that come up in conversations with new people. Where are you from? What's it like there? What do you do for a living? What are your hobbies? But you can actually go beyond the basics and get into more interesting stuff as well, right? What are some entertaining stories you could share at a social event? Or what are some debatable topics you've been thinking about lately? What are some things that you've been through that have made you who you are today? And remember, the most common thing that people want to know is essentially why they should be interested in you. And it's your responsibility to communicate that while maintaining the understanding that not everyone will be interested. And that's just life. So let's recap. Two simple tactics for asking more interesting questions. The first one, keep the questions simple and open-ended. Try your best to avoid yes or no questions. Number two, look for opportunities to say, tell me more about that. This is how you take the conversation to a deeper level and create a stronger connection. Now, two tactics for giving more interesting answers. Number one, give them something to work with. Give them something of interest. Go beyond just the basic shortest possible answer. Give a bit more detail than what's really necessary. And number two, know yourself very, very well, because this makes it so much easier to share yourself with other people. And the most important thing to remember is that you must practice. This skill is not going to come from one day to the next. You have to have countless conversations before you can really hone your communication skills, but you can do it. Learning to communicate effectively is something that all of us can do. If you're listening to this right now, you can do it, but you gotta put in the work, right? You gotta practice, okay? So turn off the podcast, put your phone down, get out there and practice.